Let me tell you this. Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect. And nobody can be perfect. But by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Tony Correcti. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some This is the Four Man's Packers Podcast, coming from B2B Data Guy Studios with your hosts, Spencer Sismanowitz and Kyle Turkowski. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast. This is Spencer, joined with Kyle. Kyle. Hello. And we lost. The perfect season is over. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry. It's been a few days. I know it's been tough to get over, but... The show must go on. Kyle and I are still a little bit under the weather, as you may not have noticed, because you don't have eyes been listening to a podcast, but he just sneezed in his shirt off mic, which is always good. A few feet away. But <clears throat> into it, Packers lose 34-27 against the Philadelphia again, Eagles. Again, with the opposing team score first. That's driving me nuts. It's it's literally, anytime you look at a box, I'm just reading off the box I, score. But... Read your team's score first. Nope. 27-34. Do you think they deserve to be read first this week? Of of course not, but mm, they, it, that that, that, it doesn't matter of should. It's a matter of just... I, actually, I don't know what it's a matter of. But exactly. The hesitation you led with there is just, isn't No, it, it's a matter of principle. Just say your team's score first, please. Fine. All right. So, as I was saying, 34-27... Packers lose. (laughs) We can get right into it. Aaron Rodgers, I think uh, listening back to the show, I really sound like an Aaron Rodgers hater. But this was the game where I felt like, you know, we had the full four quarters. Superman Mm. was back for an entire game once again. Being back, though, implies that he left. And I think this guy has always been here. Um, But. Yeah, he really uh, he really showed that he is fully back with this game. It to me, it seemed like uh, I've talked about a lot where he's had the where I feel like he's had the yips. Where anytime the play doesn't go as planned in the first two seconds, it's pretty much over because he's just going to start running out of the pocket and throw it away. This game, I swear, I don't know what it was, but his eyes were downfield mm. the entire time, and that's the one thing that I took away. Where I was like, all right. I feel I feel good about this offense again. Quick reads, quicker decisions, quick throws, and it showed. He, I mean, on the very this was the second play that sixty yard gainer from Devontae. He snapped the ball. He he it was it was second nature. He snapped it, turned and flicked, and it was. I mean, he couldn't have handed it off to him any better. It it seems like in all these games too. It, it, that must be just in in the play script is one of the first three plays is going to be a a shot fi- play. a fifteen yard plus shot to Devontae. Yep. yep. I guess it's funny too because uh, it's most of the shows have opened in almost at least as I said in more of a negative light. But for this, our first loss, and I am very positive, very optimistic, looking forward to this team. Moving moving on with still the offense, but we might as well take the darker turn now. Play calling. What were your thoughts? This is obviously, I think everyone is way too quick to call Matt LaFleur the second coming of Mike McCarthy. But what were your overall thoughts with how he called this game? 
Yeah, it um, it was a very tough look for Matt LaFleur. I think you can place a pretty large blame, if not almost all of it, onto him just because of the play calling. I mean, these first down runs are – I mean, yeah. it's just a, it's a waste of a down. Put it in 12's hands and let him do something with it because you're, you're running into a wall that – I. I wish I had the numbers of how many first down runs they had, but it was way too many. It did, especially the first three quarters. It's almost like he got he got an update from Twitter that everyone was saying don't run the ball on first down anymore, and then he I don't know if he did it ever again. But I don't know. It's it, I understand establishing the run, and that's something he lamented all off season that mm-hmm. this is what the team is going to do. But God, it's. When you when you have Aaron Rodgers and he is on fire, which he was, which he absolutely was, you're you're setting your you're setting yourself behind by just you know pretty much punting on first down mm-hmm. where you're not we're just it's either nothing or two yards it seemed like, but I don't know it was not the best game overall uh, for receivers. Devontae Adams came out hot. I mean, Rodgers was hot. Devontae was hot. Uh, he obviously went down with the toe injury late in the game, but we're recording on uh, the Saturday afterwards. It's sounding like everything is, you know, tur- turf toe is a really lame injury because, one, the name of it is lame, but, <laughs> but the injury, from what I've heard, is actually it pretty, it's, it'll it last a while. Around, yeah. So it's I know good. Julio has has dealt with a ton of that through his career, I'm pretty sure. Right, so it's, it's good to, well, they're saying it's not... Uh, significant, and they're saying he might even be able to push to play next week, which would be great. But we this this is a good game to talk about the rest of the weapons around him because that was all the talk after. Um, I know uh, I forget his whole name, but Jake on Twitter he had a list of all the receivers and where where they came from from the draft or undrafted behind Devonte. And I mean, it's no surprise we knew this coming in that it's. Pretty much just a motley crew. Yeah, there wasn't a single one that's drafted before the fourth round, right? I think right. MVS is like the most draft capital we've spent on a receiver outside of Devontae. Yeah, right for for who's up for who's on the and team. And what was Devontae a second? He was third? a second. He was second? a second round pick. Okay. It's it's funny too how that the draft class from last year with the receivers uh, going from first to last, just the receivers, it is worst to best because we went. Jamon Moore, who oh yeah, third. might be on like the Jaguars practice squad now or something, and then St. Brown, and then MVS, and MVS is proving to be the guy. The best of the bunch, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a good bounce-back game for Geronimo. He had mm. a couple really good uh, contested catches, which is what we alluded to last week, where it seemed like last year he was the f- first down guy, and he made a couple huge grabs again. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some drops, but man, when he those contested catches... That's all you can ask for a guy, especially who was undrafted, just stepping into the game. Thought that was huge. MVS, after he had a huge game the previous week, I think in a lot a lot of people were really down on MVS after this game, and I don't want to make excuses and be a homer, but man, they were really all over him all night, and he maybe that's what mm. people are getting at is he's got to be able to get past fight phys- through that physical coverage. Yeah, yeah. Um... Going off that, the receivers, Geronimo, you said contested catches, and that's what I mean. That's what he's on the team for, is because mm-hmm. Twelve has constantly um, 
praised his hands, how he does not drop anything, and he, he really doesn't. Um, and that last drive before the half where he scored, he, he had those two catches in a row. It was like two catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. Up to that point on the season, he had like six catches for 26 yards. Right. So he doubled his season total, or I guess tripled it in one drive. So I think um, that's a great sign for, for that receiving core and for his confidence. Yeah, um, keeping on the offensive side of the ball, tight end, it was kind of an up-and-down night for the group as a whole. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I thought he came up pretty hot. He obviously had the touchdown. That was probably, I think that was my favorite touchdown to watch of the night mm. because Rodgers threw it, and it looked looked like to me, at least, right off his hand, I'm like, oh, I think he let him too much. But to see Jimmy Graham kind of chase, not chase it down but catch up to it, it was perfect ball in the end zone, I was like, all right, we're – we're feeling good now. We're gonna win this game. And with a yeah, three hundred pound D lineman in his face too, that he had to he had to sideswipe out of the way, which was, I mean, I don't even I don't I don't know how he does it. But then yeah, just to flick it right right in his basket. Um, but the other the other t- Mercedes, he had a good uh, he had a decent game. Um, he had a couple nice catches. That hurdle he had was pretty cool. Yeah. But the one glaring thing, obviously, is the. Uh, miss block on the uh, strip sack that Philly turned into seven points in a matter of 30 seconds, yeah. which is a tough block, but I don't know. It's, it's tough. Cause I feel like you're, you're asking someone to do something that he shouldn't have to. I mean, he is a tight end. It I'll say this. I feel a lot better with this team, uh, with Mercedes Lewis in this role than, uh, I did last year when it was Lance Kendricks who mm. was thrown into this, where he, he couldn't block, he seemed to drop a lot of balls, too, and Mercedes is more of a well-rounded. He seems to uh, always be a good uh, outlet for Rodgers when, when the play breaks yep, down. Yep. Um, Robert Tanyan, uh, he, he had the one catch, but I, I, I keep wanting to see more of him. But I just don't think they're giving him opportunities. He doesn't seem to be yeah. on the field a whole bunch. Yeah, That's we'll, tough. we'll see. J- but Jimmy, though, still, at the end of the game, Everyone says it. God gave you two for a reason. Mm. You know, it. He well, almost I, had it, but you you got to get up there and just. And I feel like he's done this even up there. Yeah. Even when he wasn't with the Packers, it seems like he does that a lot. And it's just, especially in a game like this, we got to take what is there. Yeah. Um, keep keep going. We t- we touched on the running backs earlier, but I'm starting to grow more concerned with the offensive line and the run blocking. Um, Adam Stenovich is a first-year offensive line coach. He was with the 49ers before that, and the assistant offensive line coach is actually Dick Buckus's grandson. Wow. God, I don't remember I don't remember his first name. But from a first-year guy, you're kind of – it's not even so much that the running backs are struggling because we have had success, but it's just the run blocking is not, is not there. They're – they're getting what's there, and what's there is about two to three yards. Yeah, well, the run blocking looked pretty good against Minnesota, um, and another, and the run blocking, yes, it did look bad on Thursday, but you need to take into account what Philly, if you look at Philly's run D up yeah. to this year, I think their total, the total they've given up is like, I think it's like 30, 30, 30-something carries, and it's not even 100 yards. It's like 92 yards total That's through right. four four games. That's and insane. They, and they played a f- couple decent backs, too. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like LaFleur is, and like we said earlier, harping the run. 
we've we've got to make it more of a complementary part of this offense than the primary mm. part because that's the thing. And it even earlier in the against the Broncos as well, it's you got to surprise them with the run instead of just leading with it because that might have been the biggest thing too. As we talked about, the first down runs is just not what's going to do it, and we we can't lean on it as much as we we have been. Like if you're a defensive coordinator game planning for the Packers. It, it feels like you should tell your defense there you're guaranteed to see a run on this first and ten play, right. and that yeah that that just that can't be it because we get into these second and longs and then we're behind the sticks, which is what they've said they can't have happen. Mm-hmm. And it's Lafleur's talked about also having similar formations, you know, similar looks but different plays out of it. Well, what's the what's the point of this deception you're trying to build if all you're going to do is run on first. Yeah. yeah, where's the deception there? Yeah, everybody in the stadium knows you're handing it to the back. So, yeah, where's where's the confusion there? And you've you've constantly said that it is early and a lot can change, but, I mean, through four, through four weeks, their first down offense has been extremely predictable and frustrating. It Yeah, it, it does... It... We we've get the, we get the glimpses of good and the glimpses that just feel like last year with McCarthy obviously always being known for running on first down as well. But overall, just wrapping up the offense, I still feel really good about where we're at because, like I've been harping, people are so negative right now. But if you and I I said this on Twitter, so I'll just say it again. If you told me at the beginning of the year that we would be 3-1 and one and we'd be coming out of that last game with Aaron Rodgers having passed for over 400 yards... And 2-0 and oh in the division. I'd say, yes, I will, I will take that. I will take all of that. This is great. I'm very optimistic looking forward. This team is very, very young at all the skill position players, and as long as we can stay healthy, we can only get better. I can't see how this team can get worse over time unless injuries derail us, be it... Uh, we didn't touch on this, but Balaga going down with the shoulder. I haven't heard any updates since then. Oh, yeah. I thought Alex Light held up as well it as, is. you know, you can expect a second-year undrafted backup tackle to play. But that doesn't mean he was good by any means. Agreed. So we'll have to mon- monitor that going forward. But I feel optimistic, feel good about this team. Um yeah, I what you said where yeah preseason if someone were to say three and one two and on the vision, you'd feel great. Yeah, but what just I can't get over is just how winnable this game was. Mm-hmm. There was so many points where it should have been busted open to a three possession. It never got to three possessions, did it? No, it, ne- it. I mean, it never even got to a two possession game for the Packers, which right. it absolutely should have. Right. It should have been a three possession game. Midway through the second quarter, it felt that first quarter did feel like all the other games were like, "Oh, here we go. We're yep. going gonna to get these two scores. We're going to stop." Yep. And then the defense is going to hold up, and that's not what happened. No, that that first quarter felt felt the best of of all the first quarters so far this mm-hmm. year. It was like, right, they're going to steamroll this team. Yeah, and it might be too because it was the Eagles on a Thursday night game. It's like, oh wow, we're we're showing up when the lights are on. Exactly. Yeah, that was so. That's what. While yes, three and one, two and zero division is great. You, there's still a lot of positives to take. It still hurts because of how winnable that game was. Right, and and to piggyback off that, there was a lot of just little things that if they go the other way, we win. And that's kind of what it's been the first three games. I thought we've caught a lot of breaks early on against mm-hmm. the Vikings. We had a lot of calls go our way. I feel like it was pretty similar against the Broncos. 
balls just bouncing the right way too. You know, week one through three, that uh, that fumble from Rodgers, that's probably bouncing back to Bakhtiari and then we're recovering it. You yeah. know, so it's, it's things like that, but it's the bad play calling, which I can hope and people think that Lafleur can't change. I mean, he's four games into his head coaching career. I know he called offensive plays last year as well, but he seems very receptive to change. So I assume and hope that next time we're on the three yard line or whatever, two yard line on first down, we're going to, we're going to actually run it. And before we move on, I think we should still, there's a few more things to touch on on offense, but um, generally you ha- no, please notice you haven't heard from either of us the refereeing, and I want to address that because I've seen a lot of Packers fans complain about the refs, and I just think it's a waste of time and a waste of breath and right. a waste of energy because getting mad at bad refereeing is like if the Packers were up after three quarters, the game not ending. It's like, oh, there's a fourth quarter to be played? Yes, there's there's four quarters in a football game. Expect that. Yep. And with this now, expect bad refereeing going right. forward. Yeah. Because we have benefited from terrible calls so far this year, and we have been screwed from terrible calls this yep. year. So it's just a part of the game now where the refereeing wasn't so bad to where they cost us a win, but there was enough plays the Packers could have made to win that game. Yep. So you cannot... You cannot blame the refs on that game. Right. And I'll say this about the refing, too. They, it was bad, but it was consistently bad. Correct. You know, with, exactly. With, with the pass interference calls. I mean, those were. They were bad. Awful. At, but at least they, both of them, they, they didn't overturn. And even, man, the, the Vital, the Vital, Vitali, however however it actually goes. I've heard both. Vitali. Um, Italian. That that catch that he had that clearly bounced off oh, the ground. Yeah. See, and that's why, like, you just have to respect Doug Peterson. He's <laughs> well, first he's got such big yeah. nuts that you got to respect that, and he's yeah. just so smart. Where he knew that if he risked it and threw that challenge flag, that the refs were gonna fuck it up, which right. they probably were, and then they he was gonna lose his last yeah. time out. So I thought that was brilliant by Doug Peterson. Yeah, it was. And it was only, I mean, it was eight yards, so it's not like it's, it was a... But it was, it was down the stretch in the game. I know yeah. it was late in the fourth It quarter. was, it, it was, yeah, I, I really liked what Doug Peterson did there. That was, that was cool. Yeah, but that, the, the, with the game saying, still saying it could have gone either way, it was, don't want to blame the flags, but the flags, the very close calls, I feel like MVS had a lot of really just good plays, kind of like last week against, or two weeks ago against the Vikings, where it was just really good defense, or maybe pass interference, to be honest. But... A lot, a lot of minor things that just need to get better. Not running as much, uh, having some type of defense, but we'll get into that. Mm. I'm very optimistic. I still feel really good about this team. Kyle uh, Kuzvina, the mayor of, of Green Bay, I thought he had a good tweet at the end of the night where uh, he said, "You got to lose three games if you're going to go 13 three. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know if that's be three how, of them. I don't know if that's going to be us, but it's okay. a fact. Um, this is a little bit hypocritical because I will trash the refs here, um, but that non-ejection on Jamal Williams—that's yeah. a joke. That is an absolute joke yeah. because he—he he was wrapped. Not only was he wrapped up for a good two seconds, he was at the line of scrimmage. But it—the only possible defense you could maybe make is if 
is if what was it Barnett yep. was his name yep if he were to be on Philly side of the ball and came ramming in like that but he was coming from the off the Packers side of the ball that's what was trying to tackle him forward for more yards that so it's completely indefensible, completely unnecessary. It's it's a joke. He wasn't ejected. Seeing the replay was weird the first time because I was like, "Wait, he was over. He was over there. Like he it, had a loop around. Like he, yeah, he was pushing them farther to the first down. It I, made no sense. I did like seeing. Well, I didn't like seeing this, but when uh, Jamal was in the gurney, and for those who don't know, he's fine. Apparently, he was mm-hmm. he's back to being Jamal. So it doesn't sound like. It, that's much of a worry, um, was while he was in the gurney and they started moving him, Barnett came up to him and was, like, tapping him and saying something. But then eventually one of one of the trainers just, like, grabbed his hand and, like, pushed him away. Like, okay, get out <laughs> Just like, a, keep it moving, buddy. Yep. So um, with that, we'll have a quick commercial break from B2B Data Guy. Hello, American football fans. Are you trying to score more clients? Well, now it is time to kick off a new email campaign. At B2B Data Guy, we pass your message to qualified receivers. We'd love to sit down and talk to you about how we can field your goals. We make sure your emails aren't intercepted by spam filters. Your emails won't get flagged for unnecessary sending. There's no market we can't tackle. We've never punted on a customer. We think we're a pretty fair catch. There's no way we won't insert football pun. With our message to the right audience, it's easy to touch down with qualified leads. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. All right, on to the defense. This, don't want to say it, going to say it, feels like Dom Capers' defense. Oh, jeez. Had to say it where, and we all know it, Dom Capers, if he had decent talent on the team, they would play pretty well against mediocre quarterbacks, but once they played a good one, they'd get ripped apart. Uh, but, I mean, Wentz didn't really even whip, rip us apart. It was like, it was almost like an inverse Dom Capers because I feel like Dom um, has always had a, a pretty solid run D, but the pass D and the blitzing and the pass rush has always just been well, terrible. Petten's, yeah, Petten's run D has been decent, you know, over the last season and four, well, three games as well, but... It Foles was a, Foles. <laughs> Wentz was able to do what he wanted. It's you know how we were kind of speaking earlier about the Packers, how the running game needs to be complementary of the passing game. That's kind of what he was on Thursday, being just a complement to the running game, taking what we gave him for mm-hmm. the most part. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a great point. But the run the run defense, I'm concerned. I think th- this is one of those games where you've got to look and decide what you want to do with Blake Martinez, who's mm. in a contract year. Where Blake, I think he's a, a really, really good player. And that's kind of it. He's almost, you know, he's kind of like Jake Ryan, who moved on to Jacksonville, but he almost think he should be in in a 4-3 defense. Like a depth, or almost like a depth guy. Well, he's he's going to make the tackles that come to him, but he can't do much in the in the passing game. And he's, he doesn't make the exceptional plays unless it's something that was created. Gifted. 
created from what the actual scheme for that play was. I don't. He's, he doesn't make anything that isn't there. Yeah, I suppose depth guy was probably a bit much. Like yes. he's. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was very disrespectful. But because he is, he is a starting caliber inside linebacker. He's, he's a good player. He's just not a difference maker. Like exactly. he's not. You you don't leave a game like yep. in his career has he left a game where you go oh man Blake Martinez he was flying like not really. you'll look and holy shit Blake Martinez had 12 tackles it'll be it'll be wow Blake had one or two really good plays but it's not the ones that he he really where takes you're like over. oh that that pick or that mm-hmm. forced fumble was it's just he's either it's either like a tipped pick right into his yeah. mitts or it's a fumble recovery that's he he make he does make some of those decent plays and he has forced turnovers more as of late or at least he's trying to but everyone else on the defenses but it's one of those things where especially now when the defense has gotten so much more talented where you do have difference makers just about everywhere else up front you know on the edge in the middle with yep, Kenny yep. at corner and safety and then you get to him and you're like well he isn't he just isn't a difference maker mm-hmm. he's just kind of like I said a a guy a pretty good guy yeah. And I and it, you can't even say we're missing Oren Burks because I mean we have no idea what he is. But it would be nice if he was there to see what we could have. I I haven't looked into it too much, but people were saying that you know we brought Good Goodson in, Goodson the uh, yeah the, Dimitri, the inside linebacker, but he didn't even play that much in this game where we really would have needed him. And that's part right, of it, yeah that's part of it too with with Petten. And we touched on it last week where his base defense is this nickel. And we might as well, because this game was kind of lost between the, the the actual formations we had, the personnel we had on the field being light using the nickel, Blake Martinez not coming up and making a lot of plays, and Redman, unfortunately, mm. having to be Oof. the guy who was being picked on. Uh, he was straight up bullied. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. Ho- hopefully we can get, um, oh, why can't I remember his name now? Campbell. Campbell back because I thought he was a great addition How do you last year. His first name, Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Ibrahim oh, Campbell. It was odd last year how no matter what Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Dude, I love that Ibrahim Campbell. <laughs> it's a very interesting name. How, last year at safety, be it the we almost got better throughout the year the more we were losing safeties. <laughs> where Haha left and I didn't think he was. All well, that I mean great. that's addition by subtraction. Right. And then Campbell comes in, and he played pretty well until he tore his ACL. So hopefully he can come back. Um, might as well move. He's Col- on, uh, sorry, just touched on Campbell. Yep. He's on the PUP, right? Right. And when, what's the? I, I believe it's either six or eight weeks. After six weeks, which I think it is, then you have four weeks where he can start practicing. And in that time, you can decide if he's going to go to the active roster or if you're going to put him on the IR. So is that... You said six weeks from when you. So is that from when you play? From the start him? of the season, or oh, week no, six of the no NFL what, season. The PUP is only for players who are injured before the start of the year. If you get injured during a regular season game, you are put on the injured reserve. And now, if you're put on the injured reserve, gotcha. you don't have to designate them, but you're allowed to take two players back. So PUP only comes in play during training camp and players who get injured during training camp. So then, so that's league wide, where it's Correct. after six after, yep. and then. You said they have four weeks to determine that. I, it's it's a few weeks, and I think it's four weeks. Can they can they determine that sooner? Like if like if week seven or eight, he's good to go. They could, but it, this is the Green Bay Packers, and even yeah. though uh, Martellus Bennett wouldn't agree, they're very very <laughs> precautious when it comes to having guys coming back from injury. Oh, that's good. 
Um, but the defensive line, it was one of those games. Kenny Clark didn't show up as much. He had a hell of a matchup, though. Jason Kelsey is. That's true. I mean, he's what the. I mean, he's got to be the best center in the league, right? He's he's the guy who, if you, if you want to, you know, anyone uh, in a draft in a draft class, interior offensive lineman, it's like, oh, he has the chance to be Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It, it's the first time I think he had an actual test after just being able to bully everyone. Very. Uh, very green interior lineman at the beginning with mm-hmm. the first few games. Uh, the, the Smith brothers, I believe we didn't register a sack this game. Yeah, I mean, they only had like 23 pass attempts. Yeah. And Wentz was, God, he, he was a menace getting out of the pocket too. He that, was, that one where he, he was, was good on his where legs. Where he got brought down though, that was that was impressive. I'm trying to think. On the very, on like their, I think it was their first drive of the game, yep. that Amos Tackle, yeah, that that's was, right. That's who it was. That and was incredible. At first, I was like, "Am I going to start hating Wentz?" Because it looked like he was talking shit to Amos, yeah. and I was like, "He he tackled you. What what are you serious?" And then he he like gave him a fist. Yeah, he was paying that. his respects. But if you looked at the angle from like from the Eagles' perspective, Amos came up from the left side of the screen and was all of his momentum was going right. So then, right, yes. Wentz went left. He stopped on a dime and chased him all the way to the sideline and stopped him on third down. I, yep. I'm going to remember that play for a while. That was a hell of a play. Once again, I th- we'll probably say this a lot this year. It's one of those plays where you watch and you're like, oh, haha, isn't even going to be in the stratosphere <laughs> yeah. of, of this if you yep. were playing on the That would have been, yeah, a, a, a 22-yard gain yep. if haha and Kentrell Bryce are back there. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, might as well stick with the secondary. Jair, uh, kind of not not coming back down to earth, but he didn't do anything real flashy. Where it was, yeah, he's yeah, he had some nice pass breakups, but there were a few where, yeah, he got he got beat. I think on like a couple slants, maybe. Yeah, and um, Kevin King, I thought he had a decent bounce back. I game. mean, this was people were saying this could be like his best game of his his career. I don't know, he he still had a pretty good game against Julio his rookie year. That was the first game where people oh. were like, "Okay, Kevin Kevin King might be decent." But it's still I don't know. I just think this was a perfect matchup for Kevin King for Alshon Jeffrey, like a tall, kind of slower physical right. receiver where that's I mean that's Kevin King's skill set. I guess sometimes with Kevin King, it seems like his good games or his good plays aren't so much him making a play. <laughs> But the receiver or the cornerback just not making a connection, you know? It's no, the most cornerback thing ever. Yeah, ce- celebrating on the play that like you a, didn't it's make. like a drop or yeah, it, and he's the best at it. He's I don't think anyone comes close over the last. Well, he hasn't played that much, but this year at least, it's just the the collapse immediately after a yeah. ball that was five feet in front of the. Dirt. Yeah, well, he'll get burnt, but then still, yeah, it's that's classic. Yep, uh, S- Savage. I don't remember him doing. He didn't show up much on the stat sheet, or yeah, really overall. But it's he. There wasn't anything where it was like, "What right. are you doing there?" there it's just he just kind of wasn't. It's just you know those those plays where it's the consistent five and six yards per rush. You watch him, and it's like, well, I don't know what to do. I I don't know what you do to fix this. Yeah, you, you just go heavier. You just go heavier. You put more guys in the box, but. I don't know. And we'll, we're kind of ripping the defense, but I think we need to address that they were not put in good positions on three of the touchdown drives. The yeah. first one, that long return. Oh God, that's so frustrating. Yeah. That long return. And then the second one was Crosby just kicking it out of bounds inexplicably. Yeah. Why, why is the ball not kicked out of the end zone every – like, what's the point of even – I don't – 
Like the only thing is just maybe doing like one of the the sky balls and you mm-hmm. kind of pin them inside the twenty, but like just kick it on I the have, end zone. I have no because they talk about two out. Cros- no one knows the winds at Lambo more than Crosby, and I wonder how much that <laughs> comes into play depending on which way you're kicking. Because you know he you know he wants to kick it out of the end zone, you, and uh, they've preached that as well this year, where it's it's just easier to do that, but. I don't know. If, if he could, I'm sure he would have. But as soon as you saw him kick it out of bounds, I mean, he wasn't happy. He, he knew he fucked right. up. Right. Well, it, what was funny is he was he looked way more pissed on that long return. Like, I don't know if you oh, saw the sure. shot where he's like, he it looked like he was like yelling at the, the kick coverage team. Yeah. And then he goes and does that. It's right. like, come on, buddy. Practice well, what may, you preach. Maybe he knew they might as well take that because they could get further if they actually returned it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's terrible, terrible that's, logic. But <laughs> no shit. But. <laughs> I'll say I'll say this too, Crosby. It's it's like we have these transitional periods with these players where for the longest time Crosby, it seemed like once he turned 25, his hair started turning gray. <laughs> now Rogers' hair is turning gray. Uh oh. But now since that started happening, I swear to God, Crosby is like turning white. Like you watching him on the sidelines, maybe it's just the bright lights for Thursday night football. It was bright <laughs> hair. White and I'm like Jesus. Okay, maybe maybe we do have to start looking to move yeah. on from Mason. I guess I didn't even even notice that, but I would believe it, or I do believe it. Yep. So um, I think that wraps up the defense. Well, and then the third one was the strip sack. So I mean, that's 21 points right there that they only mm-hmm. had to go. I mean, one of them they yeah. only had to go 35 but, yards. But you see, you see that yeah, it's, they were put in, they, they in got, bad spots. Well, and then it was. Um, on the one they kicked out of bounds, they got it at the 40, and then Kenny Clark inexplicably had that uh, roughing the passer. Oh, and then yeah, that, that was, was another weird. 50. That was, uh, that was like a Mike Very Daniels uncharacteristic play. from Kenny Clark. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him have a play yeah, like that. Yeah, Because it was very blatant. Yeah, it was it was pretty dumb. And for those uh, saying uh, this is why we needed Mike Daniels was for a game like this, one of the big reasons why a lot of people obviously talk about the cap the cap hit that that he had, but he's had a bad foot for a while. Yeah, I mean the Lions don't even have him right now. And you know, and it's the same injury. It's his foot. It's the one that the Packers were worried about, mm. and it's still nagging. So you can't say that he was going to help out because he's not even helping the yep. Lions out right now. Yep. But with that, we will move on to a quick commercial break from one of our sponsors. Are you tired of this happening to you? Wow. I'm having so much fun at this tailgate for a game of American football in Green Bay, Wisconsin, but I only have enough hands for two beers. I could be having more fun if I had more beer in my hands. Well, what if I told you there was another way? Whoa, where did you come from? That isn't important. What if I had a way to solve this urge you have for at least a few minutes? Yeah, that sounds great, but there's no way. Well, now there is. Whoa, that looks great, but what is it? Oh. You've never had a little handy? A little handy? Yeah, you know, a little extra something to get you through the tailgate. I mean, I guess, but you want to do this right here? Of course. You can have a little handy wherever you want. Little handy is a small detachable arm that attaches anywhere on your body. The little handy can hold any can effortlessly with no help from your user. You no longer have to sit and wish your double fister could be a triple fister. Wow, this is great. It just feels right. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm never going to another tailgate without getting a little handy first. Thanks! Visit littlehandy.com to get your little handy today. 
All right, so we're going to introduce a new segment this week. It's the first one I think we ever actually came up with, which was during training camp. And I'm sure I'm just going to sound like a know-it-all. But afterwards is when this kind of blew up more so on Twitter. It's called Make a Pro Football Talk Headline. It kind of blew up recently as well. But basically, I'll sum it up like this. For those of you that don't know, Pro Football Talk is a football coverage media site, whatever you want to call it. Aggregator. But they're... They're shown to be more of like a news outlet when a lot rumor of it mill. really is a rumor mill. We actually just looked up the Wikipedia page so I could double check to see what it is. And rumors is how it's described. Yep. Um, but the biggest thing about it isn't just that. It's the leader of pro football talk is this guy named Mike Florio. And to his credit, he was able to start a blog, essentially, and turn it into this huge company that's featured every week on, like, NBC and all that. So that's that's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. But on the negative side, he is a Vikings fan. He lives in Minnesota. He lives somewhere in the Minneapolis greater area. And you can clearly tell that he's biased in how he treats the Green Bay Packers, most notably Aaron Rodgers. So... Well, we'll just start with this, and it's funny how I was able to find a pretty perfect example immediately. Obviously, for, uh, during the offseason, Florio just hounded Rodgers and how him and LaFleur, their relationship, blah, blah, blah. Any little thing, he'd make a headline out of it. Any little and thing. And yeah, the reason, the reason you said it recently blew up, because it almost felt like he leaned into it. Like, he started yes. leaning into it. He became a character caricature of himself yes because he was a reply guy to people talking about um how how he's just covering covering the news to the point where what was for a few days people were hounding him for making these headlines that were terrible just you know accusing rogers and lafleur of already having a bad clickbait and then the day a few days after that he quoted Colin Coward and said, see, I'm not the only one. As if Colin Coward <laughs> is validation <laughs> is is known as as a very knowledgeable football yeah. mind. And really plugged in, yeah. So anyways, I'll, this is the best example and it's perfect to lead into this. So over the last week, or af- over the last two weeks, um, I believe it was against the Minnesota Vikings, there was a little spat between Matt, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. And it happens all the time. It wasn't even that big of a deal. I think it was on third down. Rodgers just yelled something towards the sideline, and apparently Matt actually started it. Whatever, it happens all the time. Immediately afterwards, it was actually a positive thing, and we talked about it because they sat on the bench and went over the offense together. Well, these were the pro football talk headlines for it. Uh, The first one was Aaron Rodgers says he and Matt LaFleur weren't, quote, yelling how much we love each other. Which, that's, that's fine. That's a fine headline. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The next one... So the previous one wasn't even written by Florio. And another thing that I should get into about his account... His account on Twitter is Pro Football Talk. Well, this account, one, posts the articles from the site, but it's also tweets from him, his personal, his personal account, pretty much. So it's tough to navigate what is his own thoughts and what is... You know, what they're actually trying to produce for... PFT content, right? Correct. Well, the first, so the first headline was written by someone else in the company. The second one... Just oozes Florio. It, it is quintessential Florio. This is it. 
It took nearly six quarters for Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur to have an in-game awkward moment. Come on. Like... Joke. Why? Why? Sure, you can mention it, but they... Get your clicks, man. Two articles back-to-back, and the replies on this were pretty great, too. So, he's a Viking fan, doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. Well, lucky for us is a few days after this, the Bears played on Monday Night Football. And in this game, there was a very similar thing, I would argue a worse exchange between a quarterback and a head coach. Matt Nagy pretty clearly on the sideline talking to Mitch Trubisky during a climb, during a timeout says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> pretty clearly says, shut the fuck up. Twice, I'm pretty sure. Twice. So the, what, what could we imagine the headline was written, the unbiased headline that was written for this? Here we go. Pro football talk. Mitchell Trubisky responded to Matt Nagy's profane challenge. <laughs> How? How are you able to take two very similar interactions and in one light you paint it t- totally negatively, and the other one it's literally like a positive thing? Like Mitch Trubisky responded and. Like he took it as like a coachable moment or something. Well, and you say they're similar when they're extremely not. Like the Nagy one was very like. I mean, shit gets heated and Nate, in he the looks heat like an asshole. Bad. But yeah, he looks like he looks it, like it's an pretty asshole. Bad. If Matt Lafleur, if we had that shot of Matt Lafleur looking at Aaron Rodgers and saying "Shut the fuck up," it it would be PFT would have clicks for years. There would be at least five five headlines out that night. Yeah, no, I mean no that quarter. So we'll get into our first circumstance here to roll with. This is from a couple a couple weeks ago during a presser. Uh. Matt, who covers the Packers for The Athletic, tweeted that uh, Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett on Aaron Rodgers helping and developing young wide receivers. He said it's awesome to, wa- it's awesome to watch his demand with those guys. That was the quote. We'll play it here. How is Aaron any different as far as building that connection with receivers and other quarterbacks you've worked with in the past? I, it's awesome to watch his demand of those guys. And everything has to be perfect. And I think that's what's so awesome to see. Okay, Kyle. You heard the soundbite. If you were Mike Florio, what would your pro football talk headline be? Okay. Um, Reports out of Green Bay say Aaron Rodgers micromanages the receivers. Could be a reason why Trevor Davis wanted out. Okay. You know, I think it encapsulates... Um, Aaron Rodgers being a poor leader, which mm-hmm. Florio is obsessed with, and uh, people wanting out of Green Bay, which it's, again, it's not bad either because uh, we're a little late on this, but this was the it was right after Trevor. Davis, oh yeah, that's right. Right after Trevor Davis was traded, so I think that worked. I might be a little too specific, mm-hmm. but I that's the I, would, I wouldn't second guess it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that one's that one's good, but I think mine's a little bit better. Aaron Rodgers demands inexperienced receivers to be "quote unquote" perfect. That's I, good. I think it plays because because the the "quote unquote" perfect is is his um, taking it out of context. Yeah, no, it's his uh, like his fallback to where if someone right. questions him, it's yes. like, oh, I'm just I'm just reporting his words. You you you're gonna be mad that I'm quoting someone with what they said. I mean, one can one should assume that this is what he means he 
God, he's so annoying. And I, I don't mind him when he's talking about about football, like actual other teams and rumors he hears. But anything Aaron Rodgers, it's like it's just yeah because it out the door. because yeah, I mean it's because it's weird. You would think his bias would leak over to the because you would think he would have some sort of disdain for the Bears, which yep. is why that right. that headline should have been a little more inflammatory. Right, but, but he didn't write that. But one. it's yeah, it's something like. I, I just I wonder what it is with Rodgers. Like it, he must have like stiffed him on an interview before, or he must have. He's jealous and he hates the Packers. He's a Viking fan. There's got to be more vi- to it. Most Viking has fa- to be. Uh, maybe they have ran into each other, but a lot. And I, I we really ripped on the Vikings week too. Hmm. There's a lot of really good Viking fans out there, but the bad ones are, are bad. Yes, like any other fan base. Yes. So I could see them. Which just, I mean, yeah, there is some terrible I, Packers fans too. If you got tormented by. Rogers for over a decade. I, I don't think you'd like him much. That's either. fair. That's but fair. That's it. That's our first week of Make a Pro Football Talk headline. And now we'll go right into Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. All right. Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. I, I keep saying Dumb Packer Fan of the Week, but it's usually just Dumb Packers fans for the week. But whatever. You get it. You can already tell this segment is going to be incredible after losses. I mean, that's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Oh, gosh. It, it, it's funny how how fans more than ever it seems like every season is just summed up whatever the previous game was. You know the, Pack- <laughs> the Packers have been terrible all week because we lost and we're three and one. Anyways, Packers news. Uh, the headline was the Packers needing a touchdown to tie had eight plays inside the ten yard line in the fourth quarter. They ran the football once. The first one. This is from Ronald. He said, "Now th- this one doesn't read as good." It says. The play calling is awful. However, he spelt it A-W-E-F-U-L-L. Oh, my goodness. Which sounds like it's a positive thing. Like, it brought awe. <laughs> you know? Full of awe. Yeah. Full, this was full of awe. There, there were a few comments here, too, <laughs> that I thought were great. It's, it's like some people use Facebook, like in the office, uh, creed thoughts. It's just thoughts that go out into the world. And nobody actually reads them. But it's like now they have a legitimate outlet. But but these ones too. Nobody commented on these. Nobody liked these. Here are a bunch of them in a row. Okay. It's going to be an interesting season again. Wow. Thanks, Gregory. <laughs> Scott, must do a lot better in the red zone. Wow. wow. We, should, we should send this to the floor. <laughs> Nate, if you give up 34 points though, you deserve to lose. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Hard hitting stuff. Wow. <laughs> Uh, the next one. Keep crying onto the next. We lost. Get over it. We're missing words. We're missing comments. Who are you, who are you talking to, Lillian? This this is good. This this is good to wrap it up. At least in her case, it's over and now they must move on. Wow. I, <laughs> oh my. I don't. I understand. I feel better actually. Yeah. I understand commenting on things. We've all done it. But these bring nothing. Who, these, who are you talking to? This this isn't starting any type of discussion. Here's a couple oh other ones. Uh, Nicholas. Can't give up 150-plus on ground every game and expect to win many of them. The defense everyone raves about needs to fix that. Secondly, we need a running back that is a three-down back, not sharing snaps. So this one isn't as bad until you get to the second half, and you remember, we literally only had one running back. <laughs> Jamal Williams got one carry and got hurt. But this guy... Okay, whatever. Uh, the next one, Ben. Abandoning it and not stopping it killed them last night. Everyone has been raving about Aaron Jones for the last two seasons, but I have never thought he was the answer at running back. 
I, I love to see the Packers try and get some great skill guys around Rodgers. And I'm just reading what he wrote. That last sentence obviously needs some grammar checks. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, we is this is this really? In these last two comments, too, 15 upvotes, 13 upvotes. People are like, yes, this is, it. Yeah. this is what we need. This was a great one, too. Aaron, this might have been my favorite one from at least this post. Rodgers lost the game two turnovers. He has to get rid of the ball. Oh, oh my God. The, the, this is my favorite part. Oh, my This is my God. favorite part. The offense of line. The offense of line. The offense <laughs> of, of space line is not that good to be holding onto the ball for eight seconds. Eight seconds. Oh, my God. Eight seconds. Then he's got a couple mad face emojis. Then try and force the slant route. What? What? In, in what world are you dropping back in the pocket for eight seconds, and then there's a slant? <laughs> uh, then try to force the slant route. The corner, the corner receiver was open, but the defense of line did not show oh up at God, all. Oh my God, he did it Defense twice. of line. Offense of line. Defense <laughs> of line. Uh, and this, once again, just harping on the running backs. This Aaron Jones hate after one game. It didn't help that our best runner was taken out of the game earlier. Jamal, I love Jamal um, Williams. I mean, he is not the best runner. No, I mean, what are these people watching? Here we go. E- even more, Terrence. This one has fifteen upvotes. This young punk coach is not the answer. Oh my god! Packer football was and is built on toughness. What? What? No, it is not. It has been Aaron Rodgers slinging the ball. That is not toughness. One yard line, and we are afraid to run the ball. GTFO. Okay, kind of, sort of. Oh, and then and then he replied. He, f- he follows it up with this to just show how knowledgeable he is. Hire an old school Rex Ryan. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah oh that's what we need. Oh, my God, there it is. Yeah, so it... I think he wins this week. Yeah. There, the no, young punk. Oh, that took me out. We, we've got more. I don't know how much. Maybe we have to cut some of this out because there's so much of it. Uh, here's a good one. There was no rum game. No rum. rum. No rum game this week. <laughs> no pina coladas anywhere. Steve says, total stupidity by LaFleur. He gets an F here. Oh, okay. <laughs> so let's check back next week to see how LaFleur does in Steve's book. Tough grader, yeah. Very, very, very tough. Um, this is this one is... Okay, this guy's name is Tim Wild. I hate Thursday night games after a Sunday game. You hate all Thursday night games, Tim. <laughs> you hate them all. Unless uh, maybe that's he's the just only instance you play a Thursday night game. Yeah, well, I, unless he's just referencing that we open the season on a Thursday night, but literally every other Thursday night game is going. They're not going to do it after a Monday night game. Yeah, no teams they're, play two Thursday nights in a row. I mean, maybe off a of bye. That's the literal only other exactly. Instance. Here we God, go. That's good. Packers news. Zadarius Smith doesn't see cause for alarm after Thursday's loss. We're going, quote, we're going to continue to do what we do. Oh, is that the headline? That is the headline. Okay. Here are the comments. Matthew, I've said it once. I've said it a thousand oh times. Oh, my God. And then in all caps, you cannot stop the run with two D linemen, period. <laughs> who's arguing? Matthew, who's <laughs> arguing this? We know. We know you shouldn't have two defensive linemen on the field if you're trying to stop the run. And I don't think we ever... Ever. Really maybe in the history of football. <laughs> the next one. Ooh, this is... If you thought those were good, I think this is where... Oh, my This God. is the last article. Devontae Adams. Quote, it sucks. Talks about the injury that sidelined him late in Thursday's game. Okay. Here's Mark. Yeah, his poor toe. Suck it up and win the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> at, least, at least no one interacted with this comment. 
suck it up and win the game? What? <laughs> you, you just win if Devontae's in? Well. And then here's a couple other ones. Done. Yep, pretty much. Oh, <laughs> uh, this one isn't good. Now you're a baller. <laughs> and then Brian, Brian, another one. You did let us down. He, he let us down because he couldn't play with, with turf dome. These people, man. Like, oh. and these are the people who, like, are so miserable. Oh, man. I, yeah. Yeah. That's and, the like, thing. you know these guys. They are... make their whole, like, identity about, like, I love the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, we know a few of those people. But, yeah, they make it, like, their whole identity. And then, like, when someone doesn't perform the way they want to, like, they just get so angry and, like, they just lash out with these fucking ridiculous Sometimes Facebook comments. you need to remember it is a football game. It, it is a football game. Uh, this, this was a good comment, too, from Bada Bing. He had a great game, but Sterling Sharp, Donald Driver, Robert Brooks, oh. Antonio Freeman all would have played in the oh, last drive. Oh, my God. Bada Bing. You don't even, how do you know how hurt he is? He is just another example of how soft the NFL is these days. He should have sucked it up. He's soft. He did get one like. Someone else did agree with him. And I lied that we do have a few other <laughs> articles. The Packer, This is the article Packers News. The Packers had not yet played a complete game on offense. And for the fourth straight week, they could have not stack, they could not stack scoring drives in the second half. Daniel. Stupidity. Dot, dot, dot. This game was played with stupidity <laughs> rather than logic. <laughs> I, these, That's dynamite. I don't even know how you get into that frame of mind where you're like, you know what? You know what? They wanted. They wanted to be dumb. They didn't even try. They didn't even use their brain for this like, game. Like, oh. But yeah, a lot of lot of good, a lot of good quotes and comments this week. So wow, that was wow. Well, that I think the winner is either. Uh, I like logic. I like the, the logic, logic guy. one was pretty good. But that awful. That one took me out though. The way you were like, and actually, you this implies that it's full of awe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good one to lead off with. But that wraps up um, dumb Packer fan of the week. Okay, so we can hop in and preview. Who are we even playing? Cowboys. Oh, oh buddy. We got to right. work Cowboys. for us. So the uh, Randall Cobb revenge game. Whoa. A lot of guys have Whoa. brought it. What's, what's funny is nice the, sa- the same people who complained about Randall Cobb always being injured are the same the ones worst. who are clamoring for him to be on the offense right now. hundred thousand percent. It's those same people. Oh, my gosh. And I, I love Randall Cobb, but let's wait until the end of the, the year. Hopefully he stays healthy, but you got you to gotta wonder. I know he was banged up early on, too. But yep. the, the Cowboys, I don't think they've lost yet. The and offense they... has been rolling with the new offensive coordinator. The defense is pretty solid. This is, this is going to be a good test. It's good that we get to face them on, on a mini bye week. Yeah, again, we're recording this on Saturday, so their game has not happened yet. They are play- Ooh, they're in New Orleans Sunday night. Oh, that should be good. Yeah, I guess it's Teddy playing them, but they—that—that's a decent enough test to come off. Yeah. Of, so, I don't know what you feel about the game. I think it'll be good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers always seems to play really, really well in Jerry it's World. Second home. Yep. Yep. Won the and Super Bowl that, there, and the playoff nice, game was great. A nice mini buy, uh, which is nice. A couple extra days to prepare, and hopefully, Petten uses every second of that. Yep. Um, I honestly, I. Even if he can, I don't even think I want Devontae to play. 
I don't know. It well. I mean, I like if we, we can, yeah. But if the thing with me, because I think w- turf toe, it's one of those that I think can get a lot worse. Right. But if it's re-aggravated like, the wrong way, like we said earlier, uh, this episode too, I trust the Packers training staff because right. they, they really don't let someone play unless they really feel good about it, mate. And I don't want to say maybe lesser players, but someone like Devontae Adams, who you need and mm-hmm. you have a lot invested in, not just on the football field, but off it financially, I don't think you're, they're going to force him back any sooner. If anything, I think he'd complain about not being able to play. But playing the Cowboys, I think this is a good test. Uh, after such a terrible game against the run, it's good that Petten's got an extra few days to game plan against Zeke. But yeah, maybe I'll, have a little chip on their shoulder, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I, I... I don't know what to say for a prediction here. I don't think the Packers are going to win. I th- I think hopefully it's a good game. It should be a close game. It'll uh, This might be a good test for Dak, too, because I don't think he's been tested all that much mm-hmm. this year. And yeah, he's, he's played some Swiss cheese defenses. Yeah, but he's he's never played he's never played uh, better either. And the, the new offensive coordinator True. Kellen Moore has he's apparently been a huge help for the team. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna predict something like I don't know. 27 21 Cowboys. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. 21 27 Cowboys. Thank you. Yeah. My man. Um, yeah, I'm not I am not going to bet against 12 going into that stadium. Yeah. He has, I mean, some of the best wins in his career are in well, I mean, the best win of his career is in that stadium. Um Super Bowl 45 if you didn't Oh, that's right, that's right. Um and so I think I think a high score, um, reminiscent, ho- actually hopefully not reminiscent of that playoff game because that was a game where they jumped out and then the Cowboys crawled back and Crosby mm-hmm. had to, whatever. So um, I think it'll be a similar game to that where it's kind of a shootout. So I'm going to go 31-28, good guys. With that, we'll wrap up this episode. Thanks again for listening. If you haven't, I'm probably going to keep saying this until <laughs> the end of time. Five stars. Give us a review. Actually, you can read the reviews, too. There's one that's very interesting. We saved a, what was it, a marriage? Oh, yeah, yeah, we we saved a marriage, apparently. (laughs) We'll we'll have to get more information on that. But with that, we will wrap up the week. Uh, Vince Staples, please don't sue us. Go, Petco. Yeah, it's your day. I'm round your way. SK, come out, let's play. Draco, that's a young nigga's gun. Pull a tray, five, seven, watch young niggas run. I met this. Going Johnny, has you lacking? I'm on your ass, we packed in. He ran online, we catch him, we gon' blame his mind. No capping. Park gangsters back then. And my uncle Phil helps with the Mac 10. Up a mama tree, south, yeah, straight out. Lil Yan. Now niggas better calm down Left side, who bout that life? Right side, who bout that life? Night time, who bout the die? Outside, and out my mind West side, who bout that life? East side, who bout that life? North side, who bout the slide? Outside, and out my mind Young and living gorgeous, reinforced wish Probably can't afford this, we in orbit Y'all space on my face with the core shit Never love, never trust, never gon' switch Niggas wanna press line, so it's best time Pressing in my best life, I'm a mess, right? Stay apart from the marks, we don't mess right Make them reassess when we see them in the set Left side, who bout that life? Right side, who bout that life?